Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. On Friday, I went from being the guy who just washes cars, I'm the lowest paid person on the totem pole, just grateful to have a second job to pay my bills, to all of a sudden getting to be the, the God-fearing man that he called and created me to be in a different environment. Oh, people who would never go to church. Come on, somebody. Oh, if only the church was willing to go out and be the church in the, in the highways and byways, in the workplaces. What if the church, come on somebody, what if the church said, here I am, Lord, send me. I'll be obedient no matter what you ask me to do. Come on, listen. If all you're hearing, Pastor, you're tooting your own horn. Dude, if I wanted to toot my own horn, I would not have gone back to that job. I would not have gotten a second job. I would have been like, you know what, I don't want to do that. It's about me and how I feel. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about it. It's about what God can do if we say, are we a willing vessel? Can we be an obedient vessel to him? The next time you pray, I want you to sit with the Lord. I want you to ask him, what do you have for me? What do you have for me? And the minute you've experienced your setback, don't think that that's a sign. Oh, I guess I'm not supposed to do this. That's what happens to a lot of us. First setback hits, you're like, oh, maybe, maybe I misheard God. Maybe, maybe that wasn't the Lord. Maybe I was making that up in my head, and, and I'm not actually supposed to do this because there's a setback. Next time you see a setback, I want you to say, oh, here it is, the setup. The setup, here it is. God's, God's going to make a story out of this. God's going to do something in the middle of this. Are you with me? And allow God to work in your life. That's why you can find joy in your setbacks. That's where you find joy in your setbacks because you've seen God do it before. It's going to take faith. It's going to take faith. Somebody say it's going to take faith. Can I tell you the ultimate comeback story? Ultimate. Bar none. There's no better one. Jesus was up on that cross. The enemy thought he won. He said, see, I had your own people put you up there. I own this world, not you. He thought he had won watching him take his last breath. Father, unto you I commit my spirit. The enemy's just sitting there. He's looking at each and every one of us and the stuff we're going through and seeing, oh, I got them pinned down. They're not getting up this time. Three days later. Three days later. Three days later, our Lord and Savior walks out of hell with the keys and says, no more. Not a single life will be taken by you ever again because I have come to that the world would be saved. That's Jesus. Oh, it looked like a setback, didn't it? Imagine what the, what the disciples were thinking. We thought we were going to march in here and, and rebuild the temple and that, that we were going to take back everything that Rome had taken from us. They thought it was going to look a certain way. You have ever done that with God? I thought running a church would look differently than, than washing cars. But God had a different way. He loved 
those 15 people so much. And that's just the ones I could see. I'm sure there was people going like this. I'm sure there's people that prayed the prayer that weren't willing to raise their hand. Come on. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning of their journey. Jesus, the ultimate comeback. Ultimate setback. Ultimate setup. The ultimate comeback. He set an example for us, didn't he? I want to tell you, you might feel like you're too far from God. That you've, it's not just a setback for you. I'm stuck back there. You might feel that. You might feel like you're stuck in your sin. That you can't get out. You might feel like you will never amount to anything. You might feel like, I don't even know why God made But I want to tell you, God wouldn't have put breath in your lungs if he didn't have value for your life. And even though it feels like you're stuck back there, I'm here to tell you, it's just a setback. Just a setback, it's just a setup. Get ready for your comeback. Get ready for your comeback. Get ready to see what God can do through a life that is obedient. You want It is so annoying to see people full of joy, isn't it? Joyful people are so annoying, isn't it? Like, what do you have to be happy about? Are you? Like, you ever feel that? Come on, I got some real people in here, dude. I can't tell you how many times I've seen somebody look at me like, what do you have to be happy about? But my joy doesn't come from circumstances. My joy comes from my God in heaven. Of course I asked God to fix my voice before today. Of course I asked him, come on, Lord. Oh, man, these points would be so much better if I could shout them and spit all over people. Was I shouting okay? Not too bad. Of course I asked for it to be easier. Of course I asked for it to be better, more of what I expected, more of what I think. But what does God think? What does God think when we look at Paul and he says, my grace is sufficient for you? Because how much more does it look to each of us when we do it hurt, when we do it broken, when we do it not full, when we do it and we don't have anything left, when all we have left is Jesus? When I've run out of me and I'm running to you, how much more impactful Come on, are you with me? Oh, he could heal me and I could share that and you'd go, oh, of course, that's what God does. Awesome. But man, to watch somebody preach that can't preach because he can't talk, man, that could make a difference. I don't have to be embarrassed that I don't have it all together. I'm telling you, you don't have to be embarrassed that you don't have it all together. God can use you just where you are, just the way you are. And guess what? He will work on you from the inside out. Start making you a new creation. He'll renew your mind. He'll grow your mind. Mind grown. You're here this morning. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you thought you did. 
You know there's a God, but you deny the power thereof. Maybe you thought you knew God, but you want to know Him a little bit deeper, a little bit more. You want to completely surrender, be obedient to Him. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm going to give you an opportunity to say, hey, that's me. I want to go to the next level. I want to see the fullness of what God has for my life. If that's you here today with every head bowed and every eye closed, can you just raise your hand for me and say, hey, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hands going up. Oh, yeah. Come on. We're going to a new place, aren't we? Here we go. Here I am, Lord. In my mess, you have a message. In my junk, you will create beauty. In my loss, you will create victory. I'm not who I used to be, but I'm not yet who you created me to be. But I'm on the journey. I'm on the journey. One obedient moment after another. Here I am, Lord. Send me. If you raise your hand this morning, I just want you to pray with me real quick. And it's not about the words that you're saying. It's about the posture of your heart in which you're saying them. There's no magic words that get you into heaven. It's not a secret password or a secret handshake. It's a heart completely submitted to God. I want you to just pray with me and set your heart in this manner. Saying, Dear Jesus, I give my life to you today. I thank you for dying for me and raising on the third day to prove that you are God. God, I don't have it all together and I ask that you'd forgive me of my sin. And in turn, I give my life to you from this day forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody lift up a shout in this place. Oh, he's worthy, isn't he? He's worthy. Oh, thank you, Lord, for getting me through this today. Church, we have a big mission ahead of us. Big mission. And I'm not just talking about Pastor AJ and John going over to Estonia in a few weeks or or serving and, and taking care of exploited children in a couple weeks. I'm not just talking about those missions. I'm talking about the mission in your school mission in your workplace, the mission in your family. It's time to be obedient to the Lord. What's he telling you to say? Oh, he told them to tell him I love that he loves them. That's embarrassing, isn't it? Like, I'm going to go up to this person and tell them that Jesus loves them. I don't know. I don't, I'm not that person. I'm just not that. Try it. If God tells you to do that, just do it. God says, give him 50 bucks. Give him 50 bucks. I want you to go back and read Psalms 112 again. Don't just let it be what you heard on Sunday. Oh, that was a good message. Man, I feel pumped. I want you to read Psalms 112. And it's describing who you will be if you begin to be obedient to Him. Your kids will have success. It'll be generations of of generosity. Are you with me? Like, it's painting a picture of what our families will look like as we engage with God. It's a promise from Him that you can hold on to. Amen? I'm not talking prosperity doctrine. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying like, oh, if I just do these things and pray these things, then God's going to give me a yacht. It's going to be awesome. No. He's going to give you true joy. 
is going to give you true purpose. He's going to show you how, how good he is. And sometimes that's going to look like doing things you don't want to do so that you can see the goodness of God in and through your life. Amen? Amen? Wow. What are we doing? Okay. I can nothing. Oh, yeah, we're good on time. Holy Spirit, we just give you permission to do whatever you want to do today. We're your willing vessels submitted to you. God is there for the brokenhearted. You're brokenhearted this morning. You don't have to raise your hand. Probably don't have the energy to. But where you're sitting right now, just put your hands out like this to receive. You're brokenhearted this morning. God, I give you my broken heart. I give you my fear, my anxiety. God, I feel like my heart's been torn apart by these circumstances. And Lord, I can't make myself whole again. And I need you. And as you ask him to be there with you, he, I want you to just, with your eyes closed, just I want you to begin to see, where is he? Surprise. He might be sitting right next to you. might be standing right behind you his hands on your shoulders right putting his hand out to pick you up but God's not going to leave you broken broken hearted it's going to take time to mend it's going to take time to heal you're not going to see an instant change in your demeanor but a peace will come over you as you just give it to Jesus. He's used to taking care of messes. Give it to Him. Give it to Him. Somebody say Amen. Amen. So I want to take a minute. We have I have some special guests here today, and we have a good amount of time for them to share. Um, we don't have to be out of here for another finish for another 23 minutes um, but I want to introduce you to some friends, some leaders some people I respect um, Chelsea you want to come up here for a minute some of you know and some of you don't know that our church is part of a bigger family we're, we're, we're considered what's called a free Methodist church, if you don't know what that is I invite you to be a part of Rooted the next time that we do Rooted because we teach about that and what it means and where that heritage comes from and why it's valuable to us. To you, you might, we might just look like we're non-denominational. What kind of church do you go to where the pastor has a beard and rides a motorcycle? But you know what? A free Methodist church, you can go from one free Methodist church to another and it'll look completely different because God's given a vision to that pastor for that flock, for those people. And what an amazing denomination to be a part of that's so supportive of what God's called us to do. Every crazy idea that God has given me, they've said, yes, how do we help? And so we have not had an opportunity to introduce you to them. But our superintendent is here today, John Sato. Can you just stand up and wave to everybody? 
This is John Sato, our superintendent. And our personal mentor, Pastor Colleen. Pastor Colleen pastors a church in Santa Barbara. She's walked through a lot of junk with us too. Both of them have. And it's just been amazing to have these people. But we want to have them come up and they, they share who they are to us, what, what the denomination is to a, for a minute, and, and, uh, and also just to love on you for a minute. Awesome. There's another mic there for you. There's two microphones. Well, yeah. There you go. See, we can, yeah, we don't have to share. Uh, uh, This is Pastor Colleen. She's the pastor in uh, uh, Santa Barbara. She's also our board chair of the Free Methodist Church in Southern California. So in a lot of ways, she's also my supervisor, but I still don't want to share a mic with her. Amen. (laughs) So as Pastor Justin said, my name is John Sato. I get to serve this conference as a superintendent. And um, that comes up on LinkedIn a lot. They think I'm a construction worker. I am not. So if you offer me jobs as a construction superintendent or a lot of times in school superintendents, but basically what I get to do is I get to serve your pastors. As we are a greater family, we're in Southern California. We're the Free Methodist Church in Southern California. We oversee the 10 most Southern counties of Southern California. And your pastors are one of those pastors that I get to serve. So I was born and raised in the Free Methodist Church. My dad was a Free Methodist minister in a sister conference called the Pacific Coast Japanese Conference. And in that way, I got to see from this vantage point right here, my parents serving God's people. And in many ways, as the Lord opened up doors for me in in ways that he probably shouldn't have, and I landed up in a position right here, my heart was to always just serve my parents, the people who were there on Saturday mornings, the people who were going to Price Club and pricing out different cheaper snacks, seeing my mom clean the bathrooms on a Saturday morning after working 60 hours and serving our family. And so in this time, if there's anything that we get to do, one of the greatest joys that we get to do is serve your pastors. And so in in this way, as your pastor continues to pour into you, we get to pour into them. And I just want to say from our vantage point, the heart that you have in your pastors is a gift that you should receive over and over again and know what a great gift it is. These pastors love you. They love you, love you enough to to wash cars. Pastors care about you. They pray for you. They care. They're here at 8 o'clock every Sunday setting up. And so this week, when you get a moment, when you have a second, I know this is probably old school, but I'm going to ask you to do it. Take out a pen and a paper. And if you're too young, a pen is a thing that you you can actually color with. Crayon is fine as well. Write your pastors a note. Tell them how much you love them. Because there are times in this last three months of setbacks that everyone goes through them. You need someone to be the hands and feet of the Lord for you, that encouragement for you. In front of your congregation, I would love to pray for you after... Pastor Colleen does... does We're both going to pray. Oh, no, no, no. Only one of us can pray. That's... <laughs> that's denominational. Not what Jesus says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's only one. Yeah. For the last few years, I've been able to walk beside uh, Justin and Chelsea, and it has been an honor. Such an honor to be able to pray, 
to be able to hear about you, to be able to hear about your journeys, to be able to hear about your setbacks and your joys and lots of things, lots of things. And um, I give God praise for the opportunity to be here. Um, my husband Mark is here, and uh, uh, it's a gift that we get to be here. I was very blessed today by worship and by being here. The Spirit is here. And, uh, you know, it only takes two of us, Jesus says. Just two of us together, and we got more than that, and so we're grateful for that. And so uh, I was very blessed by the message and uh, the opportunity to be here. And what I love about this church, uh, Pastor Justin's right, there are lots of different um, kinds of churches, lots of different worship styles and lots of different um, expressions of who God is in a community. And um, what I love about this church is it's real. It's very real. It's very um, obedient at a cellular level, and Jesus is the center. And you can tell that. I don't know you. I've never been in this building, but I know Jesus. And Jesus is here. And I love that so much. And so uh, John and I, just uh, we were praying with Justin and Chelsea uh, in September. And uh, they said, would you ever come down? Heck yeah. We don't get invited very often. No, you don't. <laughs> Rightfully so, too. Just be fair. And so we were like, heck yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of a drive for us. But we just got in the car this morning, got our coffee, and hit the road. And... Prayed, prayed for you. Prayed for Justin. Prayed for Chelsea. Prayed for their kids. Prayed for everybody. Um, anyway, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but um, our bishop, Pastor Kenny, um, taught me something this year. And um, as lifelong learners that we all are, that we are always learning and always growing, Pastor Kenny said, Colleen, when somebody invites you someplace, you go. I'm like, man, I don't always want to go. I'm one of those people, right? I'm like, I want to go home. What's at home? Nothing. There's nothing going on at home, but I want to go home. And so um, Pastor Kenny goes, you need to listen because there's a reason why you're there. There's a reason why the invitation has come. There's a reason why Justin got a job. There's a reason why Chelsea got a job. There's a reason why you were invited someplace to do something because the Lord had something for you there or something for you to give there. And you don't know till you get off your couch and you get there. And so while Mark and I were coming down today and we were praying, we were like, I don't know why we're going. But Justin and Chelsea invited us. And when somebody invites you someplace, you say yes. If it's at all possible. Because to say no kind of shows up like you don't love them. That's how it shows up, right? You invite somebody something, they're like, no. That's why Jesus tells that parable and people get so mad. Jesus got so mad. I invited them to this party and they didn't come. And so go and invite all those other, other people. Because it hurts us when we invite somebody. So we love you. That's it. That's, 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 that was the invitation. So we're here, and we are going to pray, and we're going to lay hands on you, and we're going to do that. We're going to lay hands. Whoever you want us to lay hands on, we'll do it. We'll do it. You tell us, and we'll do it. We're obedient to the pastor. There you go. Well, this, this is a small enough congregation, and we have a little bit of that's space right. here. Is it all right if we stand? And it, Would you all come up here right. with us? Drink your tea.
And would you lay your hands on your pastors? John, you praying first? Or am I praying first? The spirit the, the first do shall be last. <laughs> so I don't know how to do that. God, we just thank you for Pastor Justin and Pastor Chelsea. And God, as it's easy to see our pastors from the pulpit, we see obedient leaders who are honest and vulnerable about their setbacks. And this seems like in this last season of life for all, it has been a bunch of setbacks, a series of setbacks. As Justin said, it could be your setup for a comeback. Or it can be a time where we lay it down. And that setback defines us for the rest of our lives. Lord, we thank you for their courage, for their joy, for their presence, for them looking at this setback of their own lives, of the lives of the church, of this situation, of, of after covid all of these setbacks, God, and they use it as a setup to love your people, to love people at his job, to bring your name forward, to have more people know you, God. And God, we commit as a community being around their leadership, to upholding their leadership, to caring for them as they have personal setbacks. They have life setbacks, not just receiving, but also giving as a community. Lord, I pray that in this place, that through these people, that you would do more than we could imagine or ask or even begin to understand. Because Jesus, that is what you do. And I thank you for Justin and Chelsea and for their obedience. And I thank you for the obedience of all of their leaders and all of their pastors and all of their people. And Jesus, we know that there have been times that people have walked away from this place. And it has hurt. And Jesus, you understand that pain. After some of your teachings, you looked around and you're like, where is everybody? And some people said, this is too hard. This teaching is too rough. I'm going to go someplace else. But Lord, you have called these people here to this place. You have work for them to do. You have people for them to bless. You have people for them to help heal. You want them to be, Jesus, your hands and feet. You want to be the conduit, God, for their Holy Spirit. That is why they are here. This is not a consumer activity. This is not a sport. We are not playing Jesus, you are the king. You are the risen Lord. And that is the only reason why we're here. If we're not here because of the resurrection, I don't know why we're here. Because we're not playing church. And so I pray, God, for this place, for this remnant, for these people, Lord, who love you and who believe for French Valley, who believe, God, that you have called them to this place. For such a time as this, 
when our nation is divided and ugly, when people are, are, are astray, when people don't know who they are and they don't know who you are, they don't care about their neighbor. Jesus, if we're not in end times, I don't know what. But Lord, we look at you. We trust you. And so, God, I pray for this congregation, and I pray, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit. And when the setbacks come and when the enemy tries to mess with them, Lord, that they would look at you and they would say, Jesus, you are the king and we are people who follow. We are submitted to you. We have left everything to put you on the throne. And, Lord, what is it that you have for me? Would you bless these people? Would you provide abundantly, God? Would you keep bringing people, Lord, into these doors? Would you help these people who are going out the doors to bring more people, Lord, to your feet? So, God, we worship you, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you. Thank you, God, for this opportunity that John and I have to be here and to see this sweet, powerful fellowship, God. Bless these people, Lord. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. That was so special and so powerful. What number is that one? Number one? He is number one. Number one. Yay. That's so special. Thank you both. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark, for coming. Yes, thank you, Mark. As well. Such a treat. Yeah. Um, It's so cool because they asked to meet with us, like, like they said, in September. Um, when we decided to go back um, or go and get second jobs just to check on us because they love us. They wanted to make sure like everything was good. We're doing it for the right reasons, that we had the support we needed, that kind of thing. And they had asked, you know, is there anything else that we can do for you guys? Well, they want you guys to know they do so much. I know they would never like detail it all out, but I wish I could articulate how much they support us. We know that they are praying for us, praying for the church, praying for you guys. They are the ones that we call when, you know, we're like, I don't know what to do, or we need extra reinforcements, whatever it is. Um, But they're also ones that that reach out to us to make sure that, you know, what can we do? What can we do? They're always asking, how can we serve? We get cards in the mail from, you know, John all the time, you know, just to spur us on, that kind of thing. And, And so I said, you know, would you come? Would you come and meet the people? They want to meet you. We want to meet. We want them to meet you. We want you to meet them. So I'm so grateful for you guys to be here today, um, to be able to do that. Um, but if you guys are able to stay, have a conversation, introduce yourselves, ask questions, whatever it is, um, I know that they would love to to get to know you and meet you. And um, yeah, super super special. Yes, Amen. Stop talking for a little while now. I'm gonna warm back up. Yeah. But, but uh, I'm so grateful for all that God's doing in, in this church and in you and in each yeah. of us. And uh, I'm excited to be a part of the Free Methodist family. Um, I've never felt more supported, never felt more loved um, through all of COVID and all the craziness. And, and even when we lost people, like she said, lost a lot of people, have gone through a lot. But it's all a setup. Mm-hmm 
all the setup for a comeback. And you, you're here because you're the leaders of the next phase of what God's going to do. So get ready. Get ready. Be obedient. Let's see what God can do. We're going to blow these walls out. See what God can do in all of it. So good. Well, we love you guys. Have a great Sunday. We do have full teardown today, so if you're able to um, help and, and build the church with us, that'd be amazing. But we love you. Happy Sunday. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Yes. Love you. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstone's Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv. Slash giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.